Luis Pizarro is alone in Moscow before the biggest fight of his life. Like his teammates Alberto Mercado and Jose Molina, Pizarro has medaled at the 1979 Pan American Games and the World Cup. He's one of the best boxers on earth. But his teammates are gone now. And this fight is for an Olympic medal. Bronze. If he wins here, he fights for gold or silver. If he loses, he goes home empty-handed. Pizarro's opponent is a guy named Adolfo Horta, a Cuban he's actually met before, back in the Olympic Village with Mercado and Molina. We always had respect for them. We wanted to train like them. Cuba isn't like Puerto Rico, where you have to work and then train. In Cuba, you can just be a dedicated athlete and the government supports you. But up there, in the ring, in front of thousands of cheering fans, everything falls away. The bomb threats, the government pressure, the politics. All he feels now are his nerves. If he wins here, he'll be the second Puerto Rican to ever medal at the Olympics. And then, it's just him and Horta up there, dancing under the lights. Pizarro had never fought anyone that fast before. I kept trying to slow him down. You always keep trying because you never know when you're going to get a lucky shot. I'd hit him a couple of times on the top of his head, but the referee stopped me. Told me I couldn't do that. Suddenly the fight was over, and the question of the winner was left to the refs. The winner, by unanimous decision... Adolfo Horta. And that was it for Puerto Rico. By going to the Olympics, the boxers became political dissidents. But now their games are over. They're not coming back with medals. And it's a long way home. From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Bijan Steven, and you're listening to Eclipsed. This is the final chapter of our story. Me, Lane, and Alan are at a boxing gym near Calle with Mercado. It's the place he used to train. That buzzer you hear, by the way, is a three-minute timer that tells the young boxers in the gym it's time to change activities. From shadow boxing to jump roping to sparring, it's how long a round lasts. How does it feel to be back in the gym? You had me hit the bag and I haven't hit that in so long. It's been years since he was last in this gym, and it's now a full four decades after he went to the Olympics. But let's return to the moment Mercado got back from Moscow. After the Summer Games ended, Mercado says he landed in Puerto Rico to find an angry mob waiting for him. I landed here at 4 in the morning. And at 4 in the morning, there was a bunch of Puerto Ricans at the airport screaming, traitor, communist, Why didn't I stay and, and live in Russia? Despite the opposition, Mercado turned pro immediately after the Olympics. Weighing in at 127 pounds, 
Ladies and gentlemen, here is Alberto Mercado. It was supposed to be a promising and lucrative career. But he says there was just too much working against him. But then after that, the crowds weren't behind me as much. After everything I've given to this country, now they started criticizing me? It's been 43 years and they're still fucking with me about it. Mercado's career as a professional didn't start out like he expected. Right away, he had problems with managers and trainers. And the money wasn't quite right. His manager would turn down fights if he couldn't make enough money off of Mercado. And on top of that, the opponents he did fight were really tough. So my manager would, like, set me up with, like, the strongest boxers to fight against. I would beat some of them, but I would come out destroyed. So a lot of times I, they would set up fights for me and I would say, no, I'm not in shape to do that. I'm not ready to do that. Some of these memories seem to come up for Mercado when we're at the gym. He's focused on the younger boxers. They're hitting as hard as they can, but they should be hitting softer. If they want to learn how to box beautifully, they should learn how to punch, not hit as hard as they can every time. Boxers like these won't last long. They're getting more hits in practice than they would in a real match. When we were in the gym just then, I couldn't tell exactly what was going on, but something changed with Mercado. He seemed put out suddenly. Like, if he were a candle, it was like someone had just extinguished him. Can I get out of here? Yeah? And then he left. When Jose Molina returned from the Olympics, he didn't face the same kind of backlash as Mercado. He had always been pretty successful at avoiding the spotlight. But his career faced a different obstacle. His Olympic injury never healed right. So when it was time to fight, I would have to inject it to, to deal with the pain. And so at that time, fighting, oh man, that was great. I could move it around, I could do everything I wanted with it. But then afterwards, nobody could even stand next to me because I was complaining so much about how much it hurt. He went pro, fought a couple matches, and then hung up his gloves for good. So while Mercado is jetting around the world fighting professionally, Molina stays at home. He begins to figure his life out, outside the ring. Pero al no poder hacerlo, un vacío bien. This disillusionment inside you that you couldn't do what you knew you could do. Yeah. I just dedicated myself to my work. Okay, I can't box, but I still got to live my life. Um, I got to make something of myself. I got to push forward. Molina got a job at the port in Fajardo. But he didn't give up on boxing. Not entirely. Right around the time he quit, Molina's younger brother started making a name for himself as a boxer. So Molina helped train him. And then became his corner guy all while still working at his shipyard job. 
Chelsea Banks tries to move in on Juan Molina and avenge that refi- defeat, but Molina quickly retaliates and sends Kelsey Banks to the canvas. A crushing right hand. I would pull together my vacation days, my sick days, and use all of those for his fights. Um, he would go on ahead, he would start getting ready, and then I would show up maybe two or three days before, just in time for the fight. Molina got to watch his brother become a world champion. And, as it happens, four years after his summer games in Moscow, Molina watched his brother fight at the 1984 Olympics in Los Angeles. Games that the Soviet Union boycotted. Molina retired after 31 years at the port, and he still lives in Fajardo. He offers to drive us to the beach where he spends all of his free time. It's this little stretch of sand, not too far from the boats he used to work on. The neighborhood is cozy and quasi-industrial. We pass a bunch of houses that are still boarded up from Hurricane Maria. He says, give it some time and all these people will probably be kicked out of here because they want to build a big marina that leads out to the ocean. The beach isn't good for swimming, but it is a great place to play dominoes. There's a table set up by the water and feral kittens hover nearby, hoping to get a bite of anything tasty. Some of Molina's pals are playing a game. One of them, Ishmael, explains the rules. Well, the dominoes is a, uh, it's a sequence game. You just uh, put the, the, the next piece according to the other piece and, and try to figure out your game, the, the game. Ishmael grew up in Puerto Rico until he was 12, when his family moved to the States. He stayed long enough to raise his own family there, working in steel mills as a welder and a mechanic. When he turned 56, he retired and moved back to Puerto Rico. He's 79 now and has a boat he's named after his wife. He calls the ship the Doña Terry. Yeah, yeah, we cook here. We, uh, we got grills. We got, uh, we have some ladies that come in and cook. I would say a millionaire cannot afford this. <laughs> He's also been a boxing fan for most of his life, which means that Ishmael remembers Mercado, Molina, and Pizarro's journey to Moscow. Yeah. Do you remember, I mean, you remember the Olympics when all that happened? Of course. Yeah. I'm 79 years old, man. <laughs> And I follow my boxers, man. I was curious about how people here saw Molina. After all, Puerto Ricans still have strong feelings about Mercado. So we are very proud of him. There's nothing to say about uh, Papo, as we call him, you know. He's he's good at dominoes. He's a little temperamental in dominoes, but he's he's good. He's good. He's good. In other words, he don't like to lose. And who likes to lose? Nobody, right? Yeah. I didn't become a world champion in boxing, but I worked hard and I was never in need of anything. Right now, I receive my pension from work, my social security. I'm living, thank God, well. I don't need anything. I have what one needs as a human being, my house, my things. Everything is good. Molina has moved on. His brother retired in 2001 with multiple world titles under his belt and a record of 52 wins and seven losses. And it seems like Molina's out of boxing for good. He didn't let his kids box when they were growing up because he said you take too many hits to the head. His sons played baseball instead. 
These days, Melina is content to sit at the domino table, drink the occasional medaya, and feed the strays. After the break, our last boxer leaves Puerto Rico for good. Like Molina and Mercado, Luis Pizarro went pro after the Olympics. His professional boxing career was relatively short. He says he fought in 11 or 12 matches before he retired in 1983. He still holds a grudge against the Puerto Rican government for how they treated him after he left boxing. So, in 1983, Pizarro wanted to take a job in youth sports. But the government gave him one in agriculture instead. Instead of training the next generation of Puerto Rican boxers, he sprayed pesticides. Pizarro did that for 20 years, and then spent another 10 delivering food to schools. And when he couldn't make ends meet in Puerto Rico, he moved to Massachusetts. Puerto Rico just doesn't know how to treat retired athletes. So I left Puerto Rico because all my children are here on the mainland, all my grandchildren. Here, there's more work, there's more opportunities. In fact, I'm working right now. I work in a crouton factory. I'm the one who cuts the bread to get it ready. Pizarro may have regrets about his life, but not about his Olympics. I felt bad, but I gave it my all. I gave everything I had. I didn't bring a medal back to Puerto Rico, but I felt okay because I tried my best. While Pizarro and Molina's boxing careers were short, Mercado spent 10 years as a pro. And here's Mercado from Puerto Rico originally, now from the Bronx, New York, a world contender for three years, but he has lost four of his last five fights. At the end of his career, Mercado's professional record was 31 wins, 14 losses, and one draw. His last fight happened in 1991 at a middle school in Alexandria, Virginia. Mercado reflected on his time in the ring in a radio interview that aired in 2017. I didn't retire in time. When I retired, I already had dozens of blows to the head that were going to cause long-term damage. Now, I am in treatment. When he quit boxing, Mercado spent a little time in the States. Then, some years later, he came back to Puerto Rico, where he collected disability and worked odd jobs. In a manner of speaking, Mercado was back where he started, living in public housing in Calle, his hometown. Except now, he was older. The Olympics and his boxing career were behind him. And that was kind of the way it stayed until 2020. Oh, so the museum and the house, wow. So the museum and the house, all that was just two years ago. And that only happened because of a coincidence. Mercado happened to meet a future secretary of state working at the university who managed to find the funding to build it. When Alberto Mercado defied the president, people in his community told him not to do it because the mainland might take away their Medicare. That didn't happen exactly. 
But all of these years later, Puerto Rico still receives by far the least Medicare dollars per capita of anywhere else in the United States. And it's not just Medicare. It's everything. Things that Hurricane Maria broke in 2017 have stayed broken. Bridges, roads, buildings, power lines. All that stuff that got damaged hasn't been fixed because of an inadequate response from the federal government. So it's easy to understand why Mercado, Molina, and Pizarro wanted to go to Moscow. They wanted to compete in their Olympics. And fuck the consequences. The U.S. was going to neglect Puerto Rico anyway. Their story is about their political courage, but I don't want to forget or discount the regular kind of bravery it takes to box. To step into a roped-off arena with somebody who wants to hit you until you're unconscious. As I left the museum for the last time, with the pieces of this story in various recorders, it was hard not to see everything the way Mercado did. Here they were, three young men boarding a flight to Moscow, not knowing how anything would turn out, but still understanding that everything would change. We're taking next Tuesday off, but we'll have a fresh episode for you the following week. See you then. Eclipsed is a production of Campside Media. It's hosted by me, Bijan Steven, and written by Michael Canyon Meyer. We're produced by Lane Gerbig and Joe Hawthorne. Archival research by Caitlin Rathy. We're fact-checked by Alex Yablon. Our engineer is Garrett Tiedemann. Our theme song is by Doug Slaywin. Our executive producers are me, Bijan Steven, and Michael, I am the greatest, Kenyon Meyer. The executive producers at Campside Media are Matt Scheer, Adam Hoff, Josh Dean, and Vanessa Gregoriadis. Special thanks for production assistance from Callie Hitchcock. And a big shout out to Alan Gomez, who helped report and translate this series. Special thanks to Mark McAdam for composing some original music for this series. If you want to say hello or what's up, drop us a line at eclipsed at campsidemedia.com or tweet at us at EclipsePod. Or you can send us a text. We're at 917-810-3294. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me at Bijan Steven on Twitter and Twitch. On Instagram, I'm Bijan Cakes. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>